you do not need to fear any of those things which you are about to, to suffer. The Greek leader says, stop here. Did you know there were different crowns available for believers in heaven? Find out how the message Jesus had for the church of Smyrna is so timely and relevant to us today. Now, Pastor Paul and the Word Mission Church International family. Pressure in your marriage, pressure in your business, pressure with your kids, pressure with your grandkids, pressure in your finances, pressure all around. Make a decision and make a choice that I will not deny Jesus. I'm still going to be faithful to him. Begin to remind yourself of his goodness and of his faithfulness in days past. In the mighty name of Jesus, oh, I will not deny my faith. I will still hold on to God. I will still endure. He has been faithful to me. I will be faithful to him. In the mighty name of Jesus, I will not deny my God. Ah, devil, you can do whatever you can, but I will not deny my faith. I will still hold on to God. In the mighty name of Jesus, shout aloud, I will be faithful. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I will be faithful. Let's keep going here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, verse 10, Revelation 2.10, he says, do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Do not fear. That word fear means to panic. And Jesus, you see, he's, he, he, he's, he's, and it's used in the Greek. There's a continuity to it. It means that the fear had already started. I mean, if you were in that community, naturally you'd be fearful. With all that is going on with the virus and in the, all, all, all that's going on in the world, he says he gives them, he's giving them a heads up. He not only tells them what they are going through, he gives them a heads up on what's coming up. Is how do you deal with suffering? Is we are people of faith. We, are, we, are, we, we always want to overcome the next one. But when you are in a situation like that, Jesus in his love tells them what's coming up. It's actually, it's not, it's not, it, 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 it tells them that do not fear. I know what is coming up, but do not be afraid. You do not need to fear any of those things which you are about to, to suffer. The Greek leader says, stop fearing. Fear will cripple you. Fear will stop you. Stop the fear right now before it stops you. Several times in the Bible, Jesus told his disciples, do not be afraid. With all that is going on in the world, I, I, I mean, the second coming of Jesus is drawing closer and closer and closer and closer. Ah, but there will be a temptation to fear. But this morning, Jesus is saying to you, do not fear, do not panic. It's an act of love. If you have a loved one and you see something coming up, you, you say, heads up, something is coming up. You see, to this church, heads up, something is coming up. There's something that is coming up that is very, that is not, that is not, it's not so good. It's not so glamorous. But I'm giving you a heads up before it comes up. Do not fear. Stop the fear right now. Maybe today you are bound by fear. Thank you, Lord. Let me take care of this. When I was praying before the service, I, in my spirit, I perceived this. You are out there, and, and it feels like you are bound. It, it feels like you are in shackles. 
and you are saying to yourself, how can I be free? How can I be free? How can I be free of this? Lord, how can I be free of this? God said to me, to tell, sent me to tell you that if you will receive him into your life and give him absolute control, he will deliver you from that shackle. He will deliver you from that bondage. This morning or wherever you may be, as you hear the word of the living God, receive your liberty right now in the mighty name of Jesus from that captivity. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Jesus, Jesus. He says, do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Intense suffering that is coming against you. Oh, I don't know what you are suffering right now. But I can assure you by the living God, stop the fear, stop the fear, stop the fear. The fear of disease, the fear of lack, the fear of whatever the case might be. Stop the fear right now this morning. May you be delivered from fear. First Timothy 1 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. He's not given us the spirit of fear. In Romans, he talks about Father, he's not given us the spirit of fear again to put us into bondage. Fear is it's, it's like captivity. It's like bondage. May you be delivered from fear this morning in the name of Jesus. May you be delivered from fear this morning in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. It's an act of love. In his great love, he gives them a heads up on what's coming up. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Then he says, indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested. And you will have tribulation 10 days. Notice he says that the devil is the one doing this. You see, so many times he, 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 he wants to confuse you. And, let's, and try to tell you that God is the one sending all the bad things on you. God wasn't the one that was making them poor to see how they were going to react. The devil was the one behind it. God wasn't the one that was going to bring this suffering on them. It was the devil behind it. He's saying that he's going to throw some of you into prison. You see, and he says to test you. And you see, when, when God tests us, when God is testing us, he's not going to test you with sickness and disease. Where's he going to get it from? That's not in heaven. When he is testing us, he tests us as a test of our faithfulness as a test of discipleship and really the goal of the test is to do us good in the end the bible says that god tested abraham and says you bring to me your only son when he says bring to me isaac he has something better in mind when he tests you saying he told abraham leave your country leave the people that you are familiar familiar with and step out it's a test to see, are you going to fully obey me or you are going to obey something else? Because really, you're either going to obey God or obey, obey somebody else. So when he tests you, it's, he te it's a test of discipleship. It's a test of obedience. That's different from this test here. When they put you in a Roman prison at that time, it's almost like a death sentence. There's no coming out. It's a horrible place. He's saying, so settle it. It's so important. God is not the one behind your problems. No, 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 no. God is a good God. Say this morning, God is a good God. God 
It's a good God. Say one more time. God. It's a good God. If it is good, it comes from. Settle that. It's so, it's so important. Turn with me to James 1. Notice this. Notice this. James 1. 17. Don't let this scripture leave you. James 1, 17. He says, notice this, every good gift and every perfect gift is from where? Above. If it is good and perfect, it comes from God. And comes down from the Father of light, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. God is not the one behind your problems. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Jesus is saying to the church in Semana that the devil is the one behind all this. And when you say the devil, he's not talking, that word that he uses there, he's not talking about some demonic attack that is coming against you. It's almost like the devil is unleashed in that city against you, against the church, against you people. So heads up, I'm giving you a heads up. The devil himself, he says if it is good, it comes from above. God is a good God. Say it one more time. Believe in the goodness of God and come alive. Notice again. Don't let these scriptures leave you. Luke 11. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Luke 11. Notice this. From verse 9. So, so he says, I, I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be open. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who are asking? Say one more time, God is a good God. Say one more time, God is a good God. Say one more time, God is a good God. He will give good gifts to his children. If it is good, it comes from God. If it is bad, it comes from the devil. Or you, you made the wrong turn or made the wrong choice and, 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 and ended up there. So he says that the devil is the one behind all the things that they are going We trust you're being blessed by this Word Mission Church International message. We are conveniently located here in Colorado Springs, and we look forward to meeting you in person soon. Text us at 719-235-5535 with any questions or for prayer. Visit wordmissionchurchinternational.org for more life-giving messages. Learn about our famous kids' church, Lion and Lamb series. Connect with local or foreign missions, like Word Mission Church International on Facebook to get notifications for live stream. Subscribe on YouTube and even watch live on www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. Let's continue this insightful message. Then he goes on to say, it says that you may be tested and you have tribulation 10 days unlike this. 
<laughs> so what he's saying is, <laughs> oh my Lord and my God, what you are about to go through is not forever. What you are about to go through, you see sometimes when you go through a difficult season, the devil tries to tell you that this thing is not going to end. He tries to tell you that this is going to go on for eternity. You, there's no end in sight for your family, for your children, or whatever the case might be. Jesus is saying, this is not forever. <laughs> this is subject to change. This is not forever. This is not forever. In the mighty name of Jesus, I see this morning God is saying to us, oh, the things that we are going through, there is an end. Surely there is an end, and your expectation shall not be cut off. I see God setting an expiry date on the things that you are going through. If you believe God, say amen. I see in the name of Jesus, oh, we will come through this. The things that you are going through, the things that you are going through, it has an expiry date. Ah, the devil has told you your family will never be saved. The devil has told you that your business is going to go under. The devil has told you that this sickness is unto death. But in the name of Jesus, I decree and declare, like he said at the tomb of Lazarus, this sickness is not unto death. This situation is not unto death. But God may be glorified. In the mighty name of Jesus, I see God glorified. I said I see God glorified. I see God glorified. I see God glorified. I see God delivering you. I see you coming out. In the mighty name of Jesus, I see God. He has put an expiry date on that situation. I see an end in the name of Jesus. I said I see an end in the name of Jesus. I said I see an end in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, shout amen. Surely there is an end. 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 You are only going to go through this temporarily. There is an end. Even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, that means I'm just going through. I am not setting up camp there. I'm not setting up camp near depression. I am not setting up camp near that hopelessness. In the mighty name of Jesus, I am going through. I am going through. Jesus is on my side. Ah, he said, ah, he knows what is coming up. He knows what I'm going through. But that situation is not permanent. I have come to announce to you by the word of the living God, whatever you are going through, it's not permanent. In the mighty name of Jesus, God will show you a way of escape. In the mighty name of Jesus, I believe in the goodness of God. Ah, oh, my God is a good God. 
Ah, every good and perfect gift comes from above. Ah, I like it. He did not just say gift. He said gift. It comes from God. In the name of Jesus. In the presence of my enemies. There is a table spread before me. Oh, my Lord and my God. I see a table set. In the midst of all that is going on. For the people of God, there is a table set. I see a table set. In the name of Jesus. He says it's only for 10 days. There's an expiry date. <laughs> Don't let the enemy deceive you. It's not forever. It's not forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Then he goes on to say, be faithful until death. Continue being faithful. You see, when it comes to faithfulness, you have to decide ahead of time that I'm going to be faithful. Lord, I may not understand all that is going on. I may not have all the answers, but I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to still be, remain committed. You see, that word tribulation that he uses there, he says he's go, you are going to have tribulation for 10 days. The goal of that tribulation, the goal of that test for these people was to see, okay, now you say you are not going to come to our feast. You are not go going to come to, 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 to this where we worship the pagan idols. I'm going to stretch you to see if you are really going to remain committed. Are you going to surrender and say, oh, because I need the money, I need the finances, I'm going to go back to this straight girl. Uh, the goal of that, 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 that test and trial and tribulation, when the enemy does it, is to cause you to throw your hands up and to give up. That's the goal, to throw in the towel. So I'm going to test you and I'm going to stretch you. I'm going to even go beyond what I'm doing now and put you in prison. Intense pressure. Jesus says to these people, and he says that to us this morning, be faithful. I'm not going to give up. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. That, you see, if to be fit, you have to decide to be faithful. Because if you wait for the pressure to come, uh, you might give up. He wants want you to throw in the towel and to give up. But pitch your stand and say, devil, if somebody is going to give up, it's not going to be me. It's going to be you. <laughs> I've already made my decision ahead of time. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to love him. I'm going to obey him. And in the name of Jesus, I will remain consistent in my walk. I will remain faithful. I'm not going to give up in the mighty name of Jesus. These people, are, you may say, I'm not poor like these people. I'm not under intense pressure like these people. But you may be going through a hard time. You may be going through a difficult season. Maybe it's without business. Maybe it's with your kids. Maybe it's without marriage. Maybe it's with your academic work. Whatever the case might be. See, Lord Jesus, I don't have all the answers. I may not understand. But I'm going to be faithful. It's not going to be being faithful one day and not being faithful the other day. Maybe you are watching and saying, I've not, been, I've not been really been faithful to God. God has been faithful to me, but I cannot say the same thing. See, make a decision that today is going to be a starting point. I'm going to start from this point that I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be still committed to God. I'm still going to maintain my walk with God. The devil is piling the pressure on. He's putting it on. But I'm not going to deny him. 
I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be faithful. In the name of Jesus. Say it with me this morning. I will be faithful. Say I will be faithful. Say I will be faithful. I will not give up. It says be faithful unto death. Start right from where you are. And then he goes on to say, if you are faithful, I will give you the crown of life. Jesus. <laughs> oh, I will give you the crown of life. How many of us will like on that last day, we see Jesus and he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. Good and faithful servant. You see, in the New Testament, there are five crowns that he talks about that the Christian will receive. Five different crowns that Christians will receive. Let's go through them real quick. The first one <clears throat> is the crown of incorruption. That is in 1 Corinthians 9.25. It's referencing those of us who have a lot of self-discipline. An incorruptible crown. Then two, there is the crown of rejoicing. 1 Thessalonians 2.19. That is the soul winner's crown. You see, God has that crown for each and every one of us. The soul winner's crown. You see, the greatest thing on God's heart is to see people saved. The Bible says that for God so loved the world. John 3.16. You may say, I don't, I don't know how to preach that gospel. I'll, teach, I'll, I'll show us this morning. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the good news. And, and in your own life, God has done something in your life. You have a testimony. I used to be this. Now I'm not that. Why? What happened? Jesus is the one that made a change. So you go about. When you wake up in the morning, you say, Lord Jesus, today who can I share your love with? This crown of rejoicing. It's, it's if, if God were to reveal it to you and you saw it in the spirit, so beautiful. Nothing on this earth can compare with it. I pray in the name of Jesus, may we make the Father's business our business. The business of seeing others reconciled to the Lord Jesus. In these days and in this time, like we just saw the other church, it's an opportunity. So many people around us that are going through a difficult time, a difficult season, trying to juggle everything else. If you are watching, Jesus loves you. He, he cares for you. And you see, he wants all of us to get that. It's for all of us. It's for everybody. The crown of rejoicing. Three, there's a crown of righteousness. 2 Timothy 4.8. This is for those who have anticipated Jesus' next coming. And also who are in the kingdom of God. Then four, there's a crown of glory. 1 Peter 5.4. That's the shepherd's crown or the pastor's crown. It seems that, when you, I mean, if you study that, Scripture carefully, he singles out the pastors. He knows what the pastors go through, what they have to deal with. So it seems he reserved. I don't know how he did it, but he did it. <laughs> you pastors, you shepherds, I'm going to reserve a special account for you. 
crown for the, for the pastors. I'll get one of those. <laughs> I'll give me one of those. <laughs> so there's that crown. Pastors who are faithfully served their fun- fulfill their functions. Then five, there is a crown of life. You see that in James 1.12, and here, the Matthew's crown, what, we, what he was talking about to the church in Samanas, Revelations 2.10. Revelations 2.10, he's talking about those, the crown of life, people who have suffered. We trust you were blessed by this message. To listen to the entirety of this message, search for Word Mission Church International on YouTube. There you can subscribe to never miss another sermon. You can also listen to the entire series on our YouTube page. On Facebook, find Word Mission Church International. Connect with us for live prayer sessions. On wordmissionchurchinternational.org, we invite you to take advantage of amazing resources. Simply text RADIO to 719-496-4930. Connect with us and receive Christian resources like scripture prayer cards, free book download, and more.